Hey everyone and welcome to the You Was the Podcast All About Today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred September 14th. I don't know why, but I've had some trouble with my episodes uploading to YouTube lately. That is absolutely on me for not checking them sooner and getting them up in a timely manner. And for that, I apologize and vow to be better. Today, I thought we would look at a battle that occurred during the War of 1812, but didn't actually occur in the year 1812. Really, it was the Battle of 1812 and then some. So, as you are aware, the British occupied and burned Washington, D.C. in August of 1814. Actually, let's go back a bit. The War of 1812 was a conflict between the British and the United States that lasted from June 12, 1812, until December 24, 1814, and was brought about largely due to the commercial restrictions that Britain and France's own wars, the French Revolutionary War and the Napoleonic Wars, were placing on the United States. According to Britannica, while the U.S. tried to stay neutral, France and Britain were not having it, and were punishing the U.S. for doing so. In the U.S., they were really doing a bad job of staying neutral as pro-France politicians were rising in power, and it was believed by the Americans that the British were stirring up unrest in the Native American tribes instead of, you know, the U.S. just generally being poor to the Native American people. This led to conflict between the two, and the U.S. declared war in 1812. With both sides just coming out of a war, neither was really prepared for the conflict. Americans were overly optimistic, and the British saw them as a distraction. Let's jump ahead to August 24, 1814, where we started this episode. The British captured Washington, D.C. and burned down government buildings and justified this action because the Americans had destroyed Toronto in 1813. After burning down the city, they decided to make the move towards Baltimore, Maryland. And so, on the morning of September 12th, Major General Robert Ross led 4,700 troops and landed in the north part of the harbor. By late afternoon, Ross's infantry encountered the opposing force of Brigadier General John Stricker, and in the resulting skirmishes, Ross was killed. Colonel Arthur Brooke took command and attacked, causing Stricker to retreat and eventually withdraw into the city after nightfall. While this was all going on, 16 British ships, some sources claim 19, made their approach onto Fort McHenry, where on the morning of the 13th they began what would be a 20-plus hour bombardment of the fort. I say 20-plus because some places I saw claimed it to be around 25 hours, some claimed it to be around 28. Brooke and his men made their way towards the city but stopped short of entering it because of its strong defenses. The conclusion was made that only a night attack would be able to take the city, and only with the support of naval cannons. There was just one problem. The ships couldn't reach the fort. 
and that night any and all attempts to land marines just didn't work. The ships were driven back every single time. Now, if you will remember, the bombardment was still going on at this point. But what you may not know is that sitting detained aboard a British ship in the Baltimore Harbor was Francis Scott Key. And he was watching the whole thing. On the morning of the 14th, the year was 1814. And on this day, September 14th, after an all-night attack on Fort McHenry, Francis Scott Key saw the American flag still flying in the distance and was inspired to write what would become the United States National Anthem. The poem was originally called The Defiance of Fort McHenry and was completed later that same day at a Baltimore hotel. So why was Key aboard the ship? Well, you might not know this, but other than being a poet, Francis Scott Key was a lawyer. A friend of his, Dr. William Beans, had been taken prisoner and Key was aboard the ship in order to negotiate his release. They were simply not allowed to leave until the British had completed their bombardment. The poem would later be put to the tune of a drinking song to Anacreon in Heaven by John Stafford Smith and would eventually be renamed the Star-Spangled Banner. Still, it wasn't the official national anthem for some time. Woodrow Wilson declared that the eventual anthem would be played before official events in 1916 and on March 3, 1931, Herbert Hoover and the United States Congress had the song declared as the official United States National Anthem. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.